We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. What I think people aren't taking advantage of, though, is that they're only making sure that that's not their goalkeeper but they're not taking the next step to then build a GPP lineup stacking against that goal. Ah, oh, that's the next step. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's that's an advanced, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a, the advanced reverse mush <laughs> type of, yeah. This is the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast, a two-time finalist for the Fantasy Sports Raiders Association Podcast of the Year Award. For some of the best daily and season-long fantasy soccer tools in the industry, including detailed stats packages, projections, and more, please visit rotowire.com slash soccer. And now, please enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of Rotowire. Joined on this Friday, August 9th by Jordan Cooper to talk about Saturday's first classic Premier League slate of the season. Jordan, it's finally here. Finally, we're back to the headaches of late games. Ah. They they heard our suggestions about removing this late game from the slate, and um, that's as far as it went. They heard it, right? I mean, I don't I don't mind that much. I mean, we always complained in the past that the, that they're making the slates too small, but I mean, sometimes like uh, four games at ten, uh, that's that's okay. Like if it was three, then I'd say yeah, include the late game. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, I wouldn't be as be concerned when it when it's the the heaviest favored team at home with questions based on potential transfer deals because although the deadline's over for bringing players into the Premier League, uh, the window in Europe isn't closed yet for players to go out. Yeah, it doesn't seem like this made it any easier for anybody um, other than we know like players aren't coming in. But it, players leaving is just as important, and we've got another few weeks of that. So, yay. Um but we still have, uh, actually, before we get into this late, I am convinced that at one point they're going to offer like a just a 10 a.m. slate, uh, but they're going to do it uh, concurrently to a regular slate that includes the late game that will have like the main GPP numbers. And then they'll say, nobody was interested in the four games just at 10 o'clock. Look, and it'll be because the GPP was $1,000 instead of 45000 or whatever they offer. And uh, that'll be the end of it. Right, that's analytics. Mm-hmm. That's how you do it. Mm-hmm. Just predicting that now. Um, okay, let's jump in to Saturday's slate. 
like we said, it's five games, which is uh, not bad. It's a pretty good size. Um, we have one pretty decent favorite, as you mentioned, Tottenham, home against Aston Villa. Uh, that is the late game. Uh, and then we have a few... Uh, I, like, there are favorites in these other games. Um, I guess I'll, I'll give uh, Burnmouth home against Sheffield uh, the benefit of being, like, a decent favorite. Um, although I believe they're third. They're behind Watford hosting Brighton. And then Everton away to Crystal Palace and Burnley home against Southampton. I mean, these games are pretty close, and I'm not sure we would look at those games any differently if the home away teams were were flipped. Right. So the, the biggest favorite, Tottenham, minus 321 with the highest total, or some, hovering somewhere around 2.8, 2.9. Then we got Bournemouth minus 101. Uh, that's a little over, like 2.6. Uh, 2, 2. Then we get Watford, who's currently a plus 103 favorite, and that's leaning towards like 2.2. Then we got Everton as a plus 138 away favorite. That's leaning also to like a 2.2, low scoring. And Burnley, Southampton is nearly a pick Burnley's plus 171. And that's that, that actually has, that's slightly, that's like 2.25. But I mean... Those three games are kind of the the lower scoring affairs. Predict, I mean, based on the betting line. I mean, yeah. we we see this all the time where it's like, oh, yeah, Tottenham Aston Villa is one nothing, and then Burnley Southampton turns into a four to two game. Mm-hmm. Because it's a lot. A lot of this has to do with like the game script of like who scores first and when, and then the game opens up or tactically there's a red card or you know they they make some type of switch. Someone gets injured and and it changes the context of the entire game. It also depends on who's in the starting lineup because I could see uh, Everton uh, getting more action if Zaha is not playing because we've seen before that Crystal Palace without Zaha, their attack just ends up being kind of garbage. I think that line is based on Zaha not starting. Like he hasn't okay, been well, training well, you, at all. Okay, but you don't you don't think? I mean, he's in contention, right? Sure. Supposedly. But I mean, I think I think of Everton as a much better team than Crystal Palace. Sure, yeah, yeah. But I'm not sure they're favored if Zaha, if this is midseason, Zaha is playing regularly. Okay. But again, it, it's close enough anyway. That uh, does it change your opinion much if Zaha plays or not? Not really. Right. <laughs> Maybe for GPP, but I don't think that it changes anything. Like as far as a cash construction. Agreed. And I think the. The, the the key to cash construction on this slate is going to be, I mean, we see most times, is what you're going to do at forward. Mm-hmm. Because there aren't, I mean, there aren't that many appealing options depending on what you want to fit in at midfield. Yeah. As well as defender. Like, there are options. It's not like we're, we're void of options. It's just that they're, they're, tip, they're going to be on the pricier scale. And that means you're going to have to forego... Uh, a high-priced midfielder and a high-priced defender. Yep. And the high-priced midfielders and the high-priced defender, to me, are almost more of a priority for in a vacuum. But as far as construction goes, you're going to have to find, like, two guys, 7K or below, that you're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Good luck and I know, I know, we, I know uh, we always start with forward. We go position by position, basing it on construction, not game by game. But, at, you know, the, the elephant in the room is Harry Kane, 11,000. And I'm going to predict that he's not going to be a popular cash play. I agree. I don't think the builds that you make with him are floor viable, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a big but only because I did it before we started recording. I could see a situation. There is a construction. I'm not saying it's optimal. That if we're concerned about is Erickson going to play, is is Lamella going to play? Is Rose going to play? I mean, we're we're concerned about that. You can make a lineup with Kane in a forward spot, and then like Rose in the utility spot, mm-hmm. and then that's the same salary. Enough, I mean, it's within two hundred of switching to Lamella Erickson. And in worst case scenario, you have Kane Rose. But you're not going to play. Like you only play Lamella if Erickson doesn't play. You don't want to play both of them. Right, but if you if Erickson plays, you want to play Erickson. Right. But, I don't mind Lamella. Like, in that situation, aren't you left with Erickson and Lamella? 
Yeah, but I'm saying compare Lamella at 7K to the other 7K level options. Like I'm comparing him to like McNeil or Gross, Ings, like those type of guys, and go is that is that I do I mind Lamella as a minus three twenty five favorite for Tottenham in that case? I'm not. It's not. Opt, it's not what I would have wanted to do had I known all the lineups at once. Yeah. But at least like I get Erickson in and I get another Tottenham player in, and if then if Erickson's not in, like I get Kane Rose, and I could even switch up to like Lamella Lucas if I want. Mm-hmm. I mean like. It just gives it just gives me the options to do it. And in worst case scenario, I have Kane, and of course he has a ceiling of higher than anyone else on the slate. Yep. I'm not saying that that's the optimal route to take when you plan. I'm just saying that it is a route. Mm-hmm. I was trying to look for situations where can I do this and is it reasonable? And some sometimes it isn't reasonable. Sometimes it's like, well, if this doesn't happen, you're completely screwed, or the salaries just don't work out. If we we see if if Lucas was eighty six hundred and Lamella was seventy eight hundred. You couldn't do it, right? Just like they're priced at just the right level, where and Kane is as expensive as he is. That the combination of Harry Kane and one of the Tottenham fullbacks, like equals like two of the guys' salary. Yep, yep. Now is that something that I do? I'm 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 not sure. I mean, I, I I'm still I, I I have a Twitter search and I'm just trying to find as much stuff as I can on whether or not they're going to hold out Erickson because they seem intent on selling him. I think the difficulty with Erickson, and for those who like don't follow transfer rumors, like uh, the reason why Erickson asked for a move at the beginning of the summer and didn't get it. And Real Madrid was where he wanted to go. Madrid doesn't really have money for him, as weird as that sounds. So then all of a sudden there was this talk about Manchester United this week, but he can't go to Manchester United now. Like the transfer is closed. That possibility is gone. So he could still go theoretically to Real Madrid or PSG or wherever club, big clubs think they can afford him. Uh, but there's no rush. Like he has until the end of the month to move. Beginning of next month, actually. I think it's September 2nd or something like that. Um, so the if Spurs are going to hold him out, like they're going to hold him out for almost a month. And... Doesn't that not seem like the best case for them? Like, well, if they're they intent on selling him, they don't want him to get injured. But there's no but guarantee. I mean, he's their best play. But, but he, well, of course. And also, he's like, why Why would you, especially with the injuries that they have, like with Ali probably out, yeah. with, I mean, he's like, Lacelso ain't playing. Like, right. But uh, Ali's definitely out. Yeah. Okay, and Davis is out, and Son is suspended for two games, and Foyth right. is suspended for two games. Not saying that he matters all right. that much. Sessignon is out, and right. I mean, the new guy like Celso, they don't play. They don't know anything. I mean, they just just got there like yesterday, yeah, literally yesterday. Right. So, so they, they they they're not even making the team sheet probably. So, like, why would you play a match? I mean, you still you still want points this season. Why would you not play Erickson mm-hmm. if he's there? I think generally in these situations, the players play. Like I remember when, when was the Alexis Sanchez move? Two years ago when he went to United, like he played the first few games for Arsenal and then moved. Uh, that was before they uh, moved the transfer deadline up. But Right. Coutinho for Liverpool also. He played yes. a couple of games before that, that January move. And then, they, then he was held out for like two weeks. Yeah, I think... I would side more on Erickson playing than not. Right. But I'm, but as but as yeah, a conservative person, I'm I'm looking at the situation and I'm trying to plan I'm trying to juggle three things and plan. So I'm not just like cuz in soccer, if you're new to soccer, the lineups don't come out until an hour before kickoff. So like if you're making lineups now, it, it, everything could change. Yep. Uh, at the drop of a hat. Or at least like enough could change where a different construction is better. Or this guy's out and then this guy gets upgraded. Yes. That type of thing. So I'm thinking of, okay, let's say I'm going to make a lineup with Christian Eriksen, and then now I'm going to picture myself at 1130 Eastern when the Tottenham lineup comes out and Eriksen's not in it. Mm-hmm. Then what do I do? What do you do? I'm, if, I'm, if I'm sitting there with him in a midfield spot, like, well, I guess I'm playing Lucas or Lamella and leaving 2500 on the table. <laughs> right. And then I'm going down to like utility and like I'm doing the same thing unless I have another Tottenham player in. So going like 
is it viable? To, is it too conservative to go? I'm gonna, I'm gonna play two Tottenham players and be like like Rose Erickson because then I could always switch to like a uh, Kyle Walker Peters. I could uh, worst yep. case scenario, I'm playing a center back. I mean, which is not the worst in the world, but I don't want. But I'm just thinking in terms of it would suck to have Erickson and then and then him not play and then me leave twenty five hundred on the table to play Lucas yep. War Lamella because it's just a waste of salary. Yes. Because if I'm going to do that and I'm going to play like Frazier with him, like essentially I'm giving up the opportunity to play like the higher end forward, playing like Gilfie Sigurdsson. Mm-hmm. So I, like I'm playing a 7K guy I don't really want and then leaving 2,500 on the table, that could have been Sigurdsson. Yes. So it's like it's not optimal. So I'm, I'm, I'm always going to plan for that to some extent. So maybe playing two Tottenham players to give you at least some leeway. Or you could just you roll with it and just say I'm I'm just playing Erickson, or I'm just or hey I'm just playing Lamella in a forward spot because I think that's the riskier move. Oh, for sure. If you play Lamella in a forward spot and he's your last guy and he's not in the lineup, you're playing Lamella as a substitute now. Like that, you're you're playing an Aston, you're playing Wesley, right? Right. I mean, you're doing that, or you're playing a sub. I mean, like there's there's no other place to go. Yep. If anything, if you were going to do that, you play Lucas up top. And then at least, because I, I think Lucas Lucas starts no matter what. Agreed. Just that he's not necessarily, the, that you'd rather Lamella's floor than Lucas's uh-huh. floor. And especially Lamella's floor if Erickson's not in. Correct. But at least then, like, if you have Lucas in at 7,900 and Erickson's not in, I don't mind going down to Lamella and leaving 900 on the table. Yeah, certainly as not. Mu- as matchup. much. Right. Right. I know we're we're on forward, but I mean this is the figuring out roster construction, especially for cash games, is like the most important skill. Uh huh. GPP, do whatever you want. Play high upside guys. Try to find correlation. Like any anyone can score a goal at any time, right? So it's just a matter of like who may be lower owned and and play that guy and and do something like it. Like Callum Wilson ain't a cash play on this slate. Can we agree on that? Yes. Okay. Fine for GPP. Mm-hmm. Bournemouth as a favorite as a center forward, perfectly fine. Can we can we can we say that uh, uh, Townsend, while having a floor, you might as well pay five hundred more for Gilfie Sigurdsson. Yes, I'm I'm not going to say anything that that is surprising. But out of all the forward eligible players, Gilfie Sigurdsson has the highest floor by far. The problem is is and and he gets value because he's forward eligible. Right. The the problem is is that of that price range, I would rank him third for floor. On of the all slate. players. Of all players. Yes, yes. On the slate. Yep. Of all players on the slate. Yes, I agree. Erickson and Frazier have higher floors than Sigurdsson. Unless for some odd reason Lucas Dina is not in the lineup. I think you could also argue that Dina has a higher floor, but Yes, I, I that's but that's a different story. You yeah. could argue that. You're right. We'll get but yeah. But yes, I think Sigurdsson, I don't think you're playing him if he was midfield only. Okay. But I mean, because he, he fills but okay. because he fills a forward exactly. slot, is the optimal construction to fade Frazier, one of Frazier or Erickson, play him, and then go down in the midfield? Because I'm going to argue that it's not because I really, I don't, I don't necessarily see midfielders in the low to mid-range that are any significant want to play that's better than, like, a 6K-level forward. Or defender. Or defender, right. I think you only need one of those midfielders, though. Oh, you only think you need one of Erickson or Frazier? No, no, no. Well, if you if you don't want to play both, then you, you're playing one of them, and then you only right. need one of these cheaper midfielders. That's right. But I'm that's saying right. that... One of those cheaper midfielders is probably going to be in the 5 to 6K range, something like that. And I think floor-wise, there are forwards that have it's, – you'd rather play the midfielder, but it's not like that significant of a downgrade to fill the forward spot with a 6K range guy just so you could play both Frazier and Erickson. And then utility spot, you could play a defender. I'm excited to hear who these players are. Who, who, what, at the bottom of forward? Yeah. 
Oh, they're disgusting. But I mean, it's your type of disgusting. <laughs> EPL is back. I mean, the podcast is back. I I can't I can't go an episode without talking about the Dinky Do, which I, has not been renamed yet because no one's come up with a better name. Yeah. It's because it takes so long to recover from saying it that all of a sudden, right. you're like, I'll just move on. I can't think of this anymore. Okay. So uh, the the Watford forwards are are, are not cash playable. Uh huh. I mean, if anything, I mean, uh, yeah, GPP. Like, even if Dale Fayou starts, like, I'm not paying 8200 for him. That's a lot. When, Right. And then Andre Gray, if he starts, is way too goal-dependent mm-hmm. at 7800 And Dini, Dini does get a couple of SAs, mm-hmm. some chances created, but at 7300 like, I'll, I'll 7300 there's, there's, I'll play the two Burnley guys. Yep. Depending on who's in. Like, I think, I think, uh, I don't I don't know how from a construction perspective if JBG or McNeil are optimal. I think they're fine. I if, think either right. one is fine. I think I'd like one of them more if the other was out. Oh, of course. Right, okay. So they Although, get upgraded if if JBG if Aaron Lennon is starting out wide for JBG and Nick McNeil is in. Like I don't, I don't, I don't mind McNeil that at much now at seventy two hundred. I don't mind, but also I think he's great. Why you think he's great? If if JBG is out for sure, yeah. But also understand that Burnley's not a good team, and they create the least chances in the league. Yeah. Other than that, though. <laughs> Other than that, but I'm saying I'll play McNeil in that situation over like Josh King. I agree, but I don't think Josh King would be an horrific cash forward play. I don't think he's optimal, but I mean, I don't think he's horrific. I mean, if you're going to need... Not horrific if, is fine. Yeah, yeah. Right. I'll accept. Well, that's not why horrific. we're getting into this range, and it's like just a matter of who's not horrific, not who's the best. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the, I think the one guy we need to talk about is uh, Pascal Gross. Okay. Uh Brighton is a horrible offensive team. I know they have a new manager, Graham Potter, who sounds like a like an elf. Mm-hmm. Like what are I mean now now Moy is on the team, but he probably he's not going to start. I can't imagine. Uh, you got Solly March in there mm-hmm. that may poach some stuff from Gross. Mm-hmm. Like I don't necessarily want to play Brighton on the road, but Gross does have a floor. Mm-hmm. So you have to think that Gross is viable. I think he's in the viable category, but I right. think he's at the As bottom. As a pay of down it. forward, but you don't think that? Do you think he? You think there's a better option in that range, or you just don't think that this range is the optimal construction? I think McNeil is better than Gross. Okay, you'd rather find the four hundred and just get McNeil. Yes, even if JBG is it. Yes. Okay. Okay. I'm just. That's what, that's what I'm trying to gauge. Mm-hmm. So let's put in the not gross category, that not tech, not not, not pardon the pun, <laughs> the not gross category, the not horrible, horrific. Uh-huh. How about your boy? You got you got two boy. You got two of your boys down here. You got two of your boys down here. Danny Ings is one of them. Mm-hmm. Sixty four hundred. Uh, I I don't think he's cash viable. He's not horrific. He's not. He's just as horrific as what Josh King, right? No, I think King is better. Okay, because Bournemouth are uh, yeah. uh, my home favorite. Yeah. And Ings also has minutes problems. Maybe. It's just yeah. that he like he's a forward that, in addition to taking shots, will create one or two chances. Maybe. Kind of bumps up his floor a little. Uh, I guess. Uh, then your other boy. Who's my other one? Assuming that Zaha doesn't start. <laughs> no way I'm paying 6000 for Jordan Ayew in cash. Why not? Get out of here. He, he gets peripherals. That's a, I mean, they're horrible without Zaha. Yeah, but they're home, and he'll play. I mean, there are other teams who have home players that will play. Right, but they're not forward eligible. <laughs> That's all I'm looking at. Would you rather play Calvert-Lewin? Um, like, Calvert-Lewin has no floor. I Would you rather play Che Adams if he starts? Like he has no floor. Fifty eight hundred. He has no floor. 
Are you You're looking gonna play at because Trozard of V-Star? zero. Um, I think. But these are no. I'm saying that these are traditional center forwards. Like if anyone, if I'm going to go gross, like gross, gross, horrific, gross, not Pascal gross. I'm gonna I'm gonna go down to my boy. Yeah. If he's in the starting line, that's what I was gonna say. Okay, but I mean, we're not guaranteed that. We Bournemouth have like it seems like half their team is out. We're yeah. We're, uh, Harry Wilson just I, got. He's not in the player pool yet. Exactly. I was gonna say we're we're taping this before the additions to the player pool, and I think I would play Harry Wilson if he was in this range as a forward. If he's forward eligible. That's what I mean. Yeah. Right. We don't even know if he's gonna be forward eligible. Right. But Ibe is forward eligible. Yes. If Ibe starts in that spot, like, you're pretty sure that he's not going to play 90. Right? Even with all those injuries. Like, Harry Wilson would come in Mm -hmm. at, like, the 60-minute mark. But he's 5,200, and he fills a forward spot. Yeah. No, I I totally understand Ibe. Okay. So you totally understand Ibe, but you have no no chance that you're playing Jordan Ayew at 6,000. With Ibe? No, not to, well. That's the dinky do, but I'm not saying you have to do that. Uh, I think I I'm saying feel like if, better if about Ibe's, Ibe than I do Ayu. Okay, but what happens if Ibe's not in? Then I think you like I like. Are you saying if, if Wilson's he's just but a what, if he's not right? Yeah, I, I'm. 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 I'm, I'm going to assume that they may not make a vote eligible. Um. And hold on, maybe they maybe it's Harry Wilson at seventy seven hundred, and then he and he's forward eligible. But why am I playing a seventy seven? Well, I'll play McNeil at that point. Right. Or JBG. Or pay up and get Gilfie. Mm-hmm. I mean, like... It, it, yeah, like, that's what I do. Okay. If we knew the starting lineup beforehand and Erickson was not in, is L- Lamella would be perfectly fine. Yep. 7,000. That's why I said it's not... To me, it's not that even that horrific as Tottenham as a big favorite and the chances created that Lamella at 7,000, like, is fine as a play. It's just a matter of are you absolutely guaranteed that he's going to start even if Erickson's in? You you don't right, so you need you you need to play Lamella Erickson and then, and then know that if Lamella doesn't start, you're not going to be able to play Erickson anymore because you're going to have to switch two players. Exactly, unless you play a th- a third Tottenham player as a defender, and then you could just make whatever switch you want. Like you could go La- Lamella Erickson Rose, and then just do whatever you want when the time comes. Yeah, because you go up and down. It may not be optimal, but I mean at least you go out and get a center back and Kane. You go and you can play Lamella, Lucas, Kyle Walker, Peters. You could do something like that. Mm-hmm. Are there any other forwards that w- we should even be talking about? I uh, don't think so. I mean, no, no, Jay Rodriguez if he starts. I mean, the, I, the Burnley forwards are not are not cash plays. They're and they're barely GPP plays. Yeah. But like, would you play Jahan Bosch at forty five hundred if he started? I don't want to play anyone from Brighton t- personally. You were just talking about Pascal Gross for 15 minutes. Oh, but him I'll play. Him I'll play. Okay. I think uh, a a good GPP play, like as far as I think he'll go under-owned for his expectation, is Richarlison at 7,700. Hmm. He's in that range where it's like I'd rather play, like him and like Redmond. Yeah. Are people that can score goals and also rack up non-crossing peripherals and show up with a goal or an assist. And be significantly lower owned. Yeah, I would assume. So most, I think, more, I think most people Wilson looking there are perfect. looking at either Lucas Mora or Josh King. Right, or they're going up and playing Callum Wilson. Right, for goal score. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I think Townsend will get the lowest ownership. We typically see him. Probably. Right at that price. But I'd pair these things together. Like if I'm if I'm if I'm going to play Richarlison, I'm probably not playing Richarlison and Gilfie Sigurdsson together. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless you think Everton wins like four nothing, right? Like I'm not playing Richarlison Calvert Lewin. I'm not playing. I mean, I could play Richarlison and Dean. That's together. what I was going to say. Yeah, right. I could do that. A lot of times I like to pair Richarlison with Coleman, but who knows? He may. I mean. We don't have Sadibi in the in the pool yet, yeah. right? Or he will be. Is he gonna? It, I mean, I assume right, it's or, at least this week, right? Right, because they're just not used to the system yet. Mm-hmm. Okay, midfield. But there's no question about it that Erickson and Frazier are the top two options. Yes, like there's not. There's we don't have to. We don't have to worry about anything mm-hmm. like that. Like they're obviously 
The only thing that we, the only thing, Erickson's question is like, there's there's a percentage chance, you gauge how much that percentage is, that he doesn't play. But I can guarantee you, unless he like falls off of like the team bus, like, like Fried Frazier is going to play. Yes. And with all the injuries, most definitely 90 minutes. Most likely, yep. Right. Unless he gets hurt or sent off. And most likely set pieces. Right. A monopoly of them. I wouldn't completely rule out Harry Wilson chipping a few away. Okay. But it's unlikely. It'll be more more tilting if Wilson starts and takes them all. Right. But Ryan Frazier has enough open play value that, I mean, it's just, mm-hmm. he's the highest, I I mean, he has the highest floor of the entire, I think he has the higher floor than Erickson. Right. I think Erickson has the higher ceiling. I think, I think Erickson actually has the higher floor. Really? Yeah. I think they, Erickson doesn't cross as much, but he creates slightly more chances and he takes many more shots. Okay. So if you only played one, you'd play Erickson. If I knew he was starting, yeah, I think I would. Okay. And I love Ryan Frazier, but... Okay. Right. So you really think that like a, a, that an optimal build could be what Erickson and Gilfie in the forward spot? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, because you're not playing play. all three of them. Well, you can't... You, you pretty much can't. You pretty much can't, yep. I mean, you, you technically can, but you're playing two punt defenders going down a goalkeeper and playing like a $4,800 midfield. I mean, like... Like no, you're not going to be able to fit that in. No, you're no, you're playing the cheap forward because you've already used your midfield. Right, spots. that's correct. Oh yeah, this is, it would be disgusting. <laughs> I think that the lost midfielders on this slate because I think they're significantly worse, and for even I think they're fairly efficiently priced as Ward Prowse and Milivoy. Yep, totally agree. Like if you want to play them in GPP, like go ahead. Just understand that Milivojevic's upside comes on penalties. Mm-hmm. I, Ward Prowse, I mean, these are free kick takers. I think what you end up having is, do you want to play Erickson and Frazier or um, Erickson, Frazier, and a cheaper forward or Erickson, JBG, I mean, uh, and James Ward Prowse and a slightly better than not horrific forward? Okay. I think I think Ward Prowse's and Milivojevic's floors are significantly lower than Frazier and Erickson. They are, but they're also two thousand cheaper. Yeah, but I think they're they're two thousand still. I think if they were three thousand oh, okay. cheaper, like if 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 you told me that Ward Prowse was like sixty nine hundred, I'd start looking at. It. If you told me Milivojevic was sixty four hundred, like you decrease their price, then 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 things get interesting. Just that I, I just don't think like if you pay if you go from two thousand down I where are you what are you getting? You're getting McNeil or JBG instead of um, Jordan. Jordan I. I can't believe so much of the Jordan I you hate, and he's your. I would make fun of you for playing. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that. I mean, do you think the difference between IU and McNeil is the same? as the difference between Frazier and James Ward-Prowse? Potentially, yes. Okay. Potentially. Another lost player in here may be Solly March at 63. Mm-hmm. But I think I think that's I think that's a floor play. It is. Like I wouldn't but I'm saying that like oh, Solly March at 8% owned like oh, when Brighton's yeah, on the road like I, I right. Like if I'm playing March, I'm gonna play like I'm gonna play one of the forwards because we don't. It may not even be Glenn Murray anymore. Right. The thing that gets me about Gross is that if March and Gross were the same position, you would never play Gross. You would right play if Gross, March was fo- right if, right March if March was forward eligible that that would make him better right. Or if Gross was just midfield eligible, we wouldn't even think about him. Right. I mean, he'd be put in that bucket with Ward Prowse yeah, and Milivoy. No, We'd uh, go. He's worse than them. Yeah, I know, but at least be in the same type of bucket. Sure, he'd be in the bucket with uh, their next guy, Ashley Westwood. <laughs> <sighs> Ashley Westwood is the exact type of player that actually loses value in the new scoring system, right? Only because he, 
he may he may take half the set pieces for Burnley. He may, depending on who's in. Mm-hmm. But because he plays as a defensive midfielder, like has limited open play value. He stinks. Right, and 6,100 is way too much. Yep. Yeah, it's one of those that you would, okay. if he was 4,100, we'd still be like, ugh, I don't know. Right, you'd, right. You'd, you'd hold your nose and go, it's better than, than a center back. Yeah. Okay, so what do you think about the Sheffield guys? I... In general, I mean, because we got new Freeman, Fleck. Yeah. I think Mark Duffy, Norwood. we don't know who's going to start. Yeah, I think you want Norwood. Okay. And He's I think it's fine. There. I think 5000 is a little expensive, but I think he makes more sense at that price than the Villa guys. Yes, I agree with you. Like, I, I play Norwood over McGinn if he starts. But I'd also play, like, Norwood over, like, if if I wasn't forward eligible, like, I, I'd play Norwood over Ibe. Yeah. Right? I'd play Norwood over Philip Billing. I agree, which, you know, you know that, what that means. But I think Philip Billing could be a fine GPP play. Stop. Why not? You're the Philip Billing guy. Mm-hmm. I always I play can't him for believe floor. It's, it's a new it's a new season, and you're already talking crap about Jordan Ayew and Philip Billing, yeah. <laughs> and I hate those guys. <laughs> and now you hate them uh-huh. because who's going to start in the midfield for Bournemouth? What is it going to be Billing and Lerma? Yeah. And let's say King or Wilson doesn't score. I mean, these guys get Billing could show up with a goal. Come on, right? Coming out of the midfield, I mean, they all can. Of course, but that's why they're that's why I said they're GPP plays. Yeah, sure, they're cheap. Sure, er. Uh, I think a good GPP play, depending on how Everton line up. I, Bernard actually gains value in the new scoring system. I mean, you'd have the chart. I could show you your own charts. I'm not saying he even starts. Right, but it benefits. But but you're not playing him. You're not ever playing him for his floor here. No, I'm not saying for cash. Right, I'm right, right, right but I'm saying like this, the new scoring system benefits him, but it benefits him in giving him a better floor. And you're never playing him for his floor anyway. Okay, so you're playing him for a goal, but in worst case scenario, I have six points. Uh, that that's fine with me at forty eight hundred. Six cents. He's three thousand cheaper than. He's three thousand cheaper than Richarlison. Sure. But he's the type of guy where, like, if you're pairing people together, they're going to play Everton, and he's going to go, "I'm going to play Dina, Bernard, and Richarlison. Everton score three goals. Like, you could do that sure. only because he's just he's be- better than playing one of their like defensive midfielders." But he's still priced at like forty eight hundred. But just understand that, like, in general, he doesn't have that much of a floor, and he probably doesn't play ninety. Right. And he doesn't score that often. No, but I mean, he could have an assist. Sure. The bailout assist yeah. at the eighty eighth minute. Well, he wouldn't be at the eighty eighth minute. Yeah. <laughs> the bailout assist at the sixty three minute mark before coming off. Right. Right. For Iwobi. Yeah. I. Uh... Okay, I mean, you make he certainly falls in the bucket of play whoever you want. Right. <laughs> How about Pereira? He's a, he's in he's a, in question. Yeah. To play. It, it sounds like he's fit, and I think that price is is underpriced for what he can do. Right. Not especially for, not in a, a favored matchup cash, against but, Brighton. But yeah. No. Well, the same thing, but like I'm not paying fifty seven hundred for Decorey. I know we skipped over mm-hmm. him. or Hoiberg or Hughes at fifty six hundred. If I'm going to pay fifty six hundred for Hughes, I'm going to play forty eight hundred for Pereira. Yeah, Hughes I mean, is, these are all GPP plays. Yep. Hughes I think is, you still play Norwood. Hughes is a cash play when he's 3,900. Right. I still I still think Norwood is better than all these guys. I agree. For, for a for cash floor. Mm-hmm. But I, and definitely better than uh, Horhane. Is that how you pronounce it? Am we going to get into the mispronunciations early this season? <laughs> it, but that's only because of matchup. And it's not right. like the Sheffield matchup is that great, but you're not going to play a set-piece taker away to Tottenham. Right. But he would be the guy if you do, right? Sure. We're not, yeah, are definitely we gonna over see, Grealish. Are we just, right. Uh, over Grealish and over, like, people are talking about playing target at 4K at defense. They're, I think you're nuts. Yeah, they're, uh, like, it's a, uh, I was going to say confirmation bias, but that's not it. It's uh, familiarity. That's all it is. Like, oh, yeah, I've, but, I've played target before. He's good. Yeah, for Southampton right. as wingbacks. Exactly. exactly. And their system? Against a team that's going to have like 38% possession? Right. When there are options below him. 
Like, it's not like, like, oh, if a target was 3,200, I'd be like, oh, okay, you can take a shot. They have, there are a lot of decent defenders to play. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about two people. Okay. In the, in the new chances created world, if they make the starting lineup, because we don't know how they're going to line up mm-hmm. necessarily, how viable is Sissoko and Winks? <sighs> um, I think Sissoko more than Winks, and I don't I think you're going to you. really want to play either of them. Okay. You'd play Norwood over Sissoko. Um, what is Sissoko's price? I didn't even look. because 4600 uh, Right. Okay, he's that far off your radar. You don't even know what his price is. Um, I, I don't think he is cash viable. Okay. But definitely GPP. I mean, if you can play any... Feel free to play anyone on Tottenham for GPP. Yeah, absolutely. Right? I, I think we just... The, the addition of chances created helps, but it's not... Uh, it's not something that is going to make everyone better. Right. So it's like, but it's yes, the type of thing. will have it's... more chances, but it's possible that they all go to Erickson and Rose. Right. But it's the type of thing where it's like, ah, oh, do I, like, if you're forced to choose and you look at a range, you're like, I need to find someone in this range. And it's like, do I play James MacArthur or Musa Sizoko? You'll play Sizoko. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, he's, he's like at the top of the scrap heap. Yep. But we're just saying that maybe you shouldn't even be in the scrap heap. That's how I feel. Okay. He might be a right back, too. True. Which makes it even worse because he's not even defender eligible. Right. He doesn't get the clean sheet. Now now we get now we start getting into the garbage. Uh below him, below Winks, the four K range, is there anyone viable? For cash? For cash and then like even for like GPP. I, I don't. I, I don't think in, in for cash, cash. I would say no. Right in cash, I'm saying no. Um, is there anyone down here that seems like, given an attacking role, you know, could show up with a? I mean, obviously anyone could show up with a goal. Oriel Romeo could score a goal from like 40 yards away because he's never forward. <laughs> sure, yeah, okay. But I'm talking about guys that may be in more attacking roles. Like if Lennon is starting for JBG at 3,800, like. That could be GPP viable. At least as an attacker. Like, Kapui could show up with a goal at 3,900 coming out of the back. At least. Right? I mean, sure. I mean, sure. sure it could happen. Yeah. Probably won't. But a lot I of think, the people down down by here aren't even playing. Right. Yeah, like, I was going to say, like, Ken Seema looks good, but he probably doesn't start. And uh, I don't think Jenipo starts, but... He's fine for Southampton. And... Right. And you're not going down to, like, Dale Stevens. Like, 30, like no, no, they, no, no, no. Dale Stevens is a play on, like, showdown slates. Exactly. Yeah. Tom Cleverly, 3,700? No, he's not playing. Okay. I just had to bring him up. Things are changing, Schneiderlin. but some things stay the same, so I got to bring him up. Right. I mean, like, I don't... Most of these guys aren't even playing. Right. But that's why I mentioned someone like Lennon, where it's like, at least he's a winger. Yeah, he's he's awful, though. He's, yeah, I know he's awful. Yeah. Defender, uh, it, it, it's there's no question that Lucas Dina is the top player. Correct. And to me, there's no question that he's worth 6,600. Agreed. Is to he me, worth I, enough to fade Gilfie Sigurdsson? Yes. Okay. In my opinion. If I had a choice between uh, $8,800 Sigurdsson or 6,600 Dina, I'd take Dina. And I mean... I don't think Are you that... tell me otherwise. It, it feels like opposite podcast day. Like <laughs> Dean, Dean, we'd be talking about last year playing at ninety two hundred. Yeah, I don't think it's a question of whether you're playing Dina over Sigurdsson. I think it's a question of whether you're playing him with Sigurdsson. Okay, yeah, I, I agree with you on that. I don't uh, see. I mean, obviously, I can see it, but I don't think it's optimal to play Sigurdsson and not Dina. To be like, I have to play ever uh, Sigurdsson, and then I don't want both, so I'm not going to play Dina. I think that's... All right, so you're gonna play. You're gonna pay down like twice at defense or something. No, I mean you can pay up at two spots without Dina easily. Yeah. Well, what? Who are you playing at forward in that spot? Oh, because you're only playing one of Erickson or Freeman. Right. Okay. But even if you play both, like I think you can. I, I think it's the wrong because you're playing. Build. You're playing like McNeil or JBG at forward. Right. Instead of Sigurdsson. Right. Okay. Okay. I get it. I don't I'm, think that's I'm the right move. I'm gonna badmouth my. 
But I think, I, like, I think I'm not sure that's the right move. I'm not sure that's the right move. Right. But I'm saying like if you're looking and you're like, I don't know if I need that much Everton. I, I don't think that should be a concern. Not me neither. I'm going to badmouth my boy. Oh, no. That's not fair. I was going to. Oh, you were? Oh, no, but I, it's got to be opposite day. Oh, right, right, right. So okay, I, sorry. Uh, I don't think holobicism is, is a necessity. That's nicer than I was going to put it. Oh, you think holobis is just is a bad play at 5,800? Yes. You have to admit that he does have a floor. Oh, yeah. A very good one. Well, a right. good one. A good one. Other than the fact that outside of set pieces, he really doesn't contribute all that much. And he doesn't really create many chances from those set pieces. Right. He's, he just crosses to no one. Yeah. I think Danny I think Rose is I think much better than Holobus. I think both of the Tottenham fullbacks are better than Holobus. Mm-hmm. And Kyle Wal- Walker-Peters is horrible. <laughs> mm-hmm. And also, if you're going to do that switcheroo type of thing and have two Tottenham players, like I've no, it makes sense to have one of these two guys. Yeah. To make pivots. And it's po- quite possible you're playing three defenders and you're playing one of these two guys in a utility spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I also don't think you need to pay for Dina and one of these guys. Oh, you don't think you're going to pay for any of these guys? I think you Dina. could play Dina and a cheaper defender in the defender spot and a cheaper defender in utility. While playing Erickson and Frazier? Or this is playing one of those two? Uh, you could do either one. Yeah, you could do either one. I mean, the both are viable. Yeah, meaning I think I think the most viable uh, utility spot is a defender, based on where you have to pay elsewhere. Okay, so you'd you'd rank like one of these uh, Walker Peters and Rose over like Norwood in your utility. Yes. Okay, Norwood's five thousand. So I mean, it's a little price difference. Yep. But you can always get it at a goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- there's no chance in the world uh, that at least you'll be playing in, even if you made 74 lineups, that you're paying 5K for Patrick Van Anhel. Mm-mm. That is correct. Right. E- if it was 3,800, it probably would be true also. No, I would have him in one. Okay, <laughs> but but just for GPP upside. Right. No, I've, I fall into the Van Anhel 3,800 trap plenty, but that's that's about as high as I'll go. Like if 4,100, right. I'm like, no way. And someone's like, 38? And I'm like, eh, maybe. Even though it's but really now, marginal difference. Now that he's 5K, he'll just troll us with a goal. Two of them. Right. I think he's a fine GPP defender. Sure. He'll be low-owned at that right. price. And he can score. More likely to score than most of these other guys. Right. I think defenders, fullbacks, that will go overlooked in GPP are the Watford, are the, the, the other Watford fullbacks. Yeah. Yeah, depending Kiko on who it or is. Yanma. Sure, right. Because but Brighton gives up crosses and Watford at home, they're going to be attacking. I think that game is going to be underowned, maybe for good reason, but I mean it will be underowned. They're a bigger favorite than Burnmouth, but I believe their their Close total enough. is lower. Right. Now, what's going on, uh, with Bournemouth and like how they're going to line up, like. Like, who's playing fullback? I mean, we could see Frazier as a wingback mm-hmm. on one side and then Rico or Daniels yep. as a wingback on the other side. We could also see Stacy possibly playing as a fullback. I think Rico will side. be one of them. Okay, so you think Rico... I mean, Rico's... I mean, you, you, make sure you look at the formation. If you see, like... if you Point out the center backs. That's what we should always be doing. Right. When you look at formations, even though, like, you may see weird spots and, oh, this guy's playing out wide. No, he's not. Just all you have to do is count the natural center backs, and you can typically guess the formation. Right. So if you see Mifam in there, he's not he's not playing wide. Correct. Right? But, yeah. I, because, well, the, the difference in price is, like, Rico is 4,300, Daniels is 3,400, yeah. and Stacy is 3,100. Yeah. Is Adam Smith alive? Yeah, he is. Okay, so he's around, and he's 44. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, my guess is everybody gets very excited about the possibility of playing Stacy and Daniels, and we get Smith and Rico. Right. And out of the two, you play Rico. Yep. I mean, Rico has the highest open play value out of all these guys. Yep. Daniels is fine at 3,400, though. Sure. He's usually Price adjusted. Though. Yes, he's usually you're absolutely right. Like I would play if it was Stacy and Daniels. I play Stacy because I don't know that I'm that it's a trap yet. <laughs> <laughs> You'll go with what you know, right? And you know that Daniels is usually a trap, right? Okay, let's talk about the Southampton guys. Love both of them, Bertrand again, especially against Burnley, who right. have no problem just letting you cross a million. Times. And Valerie, right? I prefer Bertrand over Valerie. Yeah, because he might take a th- corner. Right. Yeah. But it also crosses more. I think Valerie has higher upside. I think Valerie Valerie shoots more when he gets forward. Um if they're play if they're playing okay, this is conceding the fact that they're playing a three five two type of system. I like I like the Southampton guys way more when they play three at the back. I mean, sure. That's any team though. Right. But I'm saying like I don't mind Bertrand four at the back. But Valerie's value typically comes with getting forward into the box and cutting in. I guess. He doesn't cross as much as Bertrand. Even without set, I'm just talking about from open play. I don't know if that's right. I think it is. They're both fine, though. They're yeah. both. I, 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 think they're, I think they're underpriced. Not significantly underpriced, but I think they're each 300 underpriced. I think the, like, Charlie Taylor is fine on the other side of if that he play, If he played, well, now we get into the Burnley situation. Uh, you have Loughton, mm-hmm. 3,500. And then Charlie Taylor's 3,700. And if he doesn't start, we get Eric Peters back into our lives. Mm-hmm. And he's 2,800. Yeah. Peters doesn't cross as much. Like, Taylor crosses the most out of all of them. Yes. But he also doesn't really do anything defensively. Yep. Loughton, or Loughton, whatever, uh, will cross a little and do things defensively. Yep. Peters will cross a little and do a lot defensively. At least from his time at Stoke. A, a lot is still... In relative terms. Yeah. In relative terms. So do you think if Eric Peters is in, he becomes a popular yeah. cash defender yeah, at 2,800? Okay. If, and, and I don't think there's any consideration other than... He's a $2,800 fullback on a home team. Right. Like, I don't think anybody looks at anything else, but they look at that and they say, yes, I will play him. And he's actually a fullback. Right. Sort of. He's not He's not one of these, you know, center backs playing wide mm-hmm. type of things. Although his stat oh, line I... pretty much looks like that. Right. But yeah, I think, I think he will be popular if he's starting. And then right underneath him is, boy, has the might, mightiest fallen. <laughs> Cedric is he ever going to play again not for Southampton but uh, you have to admit that if for whatever he's not but you have Cedric at 2800 that would be just like the first guy in your line yeah mostly because of what that I mean he's a fine play but like mostly for what right. that allows you to do right a lot, most of these plays down in this range are based on what they allow you to do mm-hmm. correct but it's not. But I don't think it's the type of thing where it's like, oh, I'm not getting uh, Charlie Daniels. I'm going to play Martin Montoya. Although I do play Martin you Montoya more than anyone else. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, it, it. You do get something out of Cedric. Like, you know, you're getting something out of Cedric at 2800. I'm, I'm not saying like we're only playing him for the price because we're not sitting here thinking like, well, should I just play Lewis Dunk at 2800? Like, that's not the point. Right. right. Like at that point, if you're thinking about playing center backs, you're gonna play you're gonna play like Alderweireld. Yes. At that point, you're gonna play a favored, at least a heavily favored center back that has high equity and clean sheet points, and as well as possible shots on set pieces. Hey, don't forget about those nine tenths of a point they'll get for the passes. Oh yeah, the accurate passes. This is gonna be this is gonna be the season. This is gonna be the start in in the RotoWire Discord of us sweating and tilting passes. Late in slates. You obviously don't play enough showdown. Oh. Well, you rarely see that in cl- amongst all- multiple games. You mean for real people? Yeah. Real games? Yeah. Right. For yeah. real games. I mean, I'm just talking about where it's like you're, you're 
one point behind the cash line and it's the 85th minute. Not one point. And you're like, a tenth of a point. No, but no, I'm not saying it, it has passes. to be a decent enough away, right? Where you're like, you're like, as long as I get a tackle one and like a couple of passes, mm-hmm. like I'm not, blo- I'm not blocked in head to head from my opponents based on accurate pass. <laughs> right. Like you have a defender in the late game, like you're playing Danny Rose and they already played like Dina and Holobus. And you're sitting there like 0.6 at the 80th minute going and the Tottenham are up three, nothing. Yeah. So they're like, you know, oh, just kill out the game. Mm-hmm. Just pass it around the back line. Mm-hmm. Just keep on passing it. Pass it back. Keep on going. 0.02, 0.02, And then sending Matt Burnback a clip <laughs> of, of a 91st minute <laughs> pass that kind of hit a rock, went sl- kind of sideways, and Vertonghen got it, and it was not credited as an accurate yeah. pass. Yep. <laughs> You know it's going to happen. Oh yeah, 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 at some point this year. I just I was thinking of like the Discord when people go to the Discord and they're like, "Has anybody else's accurate passes updated recently?" Because my mine haven't moved. <laughs> and uh, someone's going to lose a two fifteen head to head by point oh one. Yeah, and then send a clip in of some and count up the accurate passes and going there. I should have been given one on this play. Yeah, we see that with other stuff. Sure, right. Can't wait. Are there any other defenders that we, we should be talking about other than obviously play any center back with a set piece taker and hope for a header goal that'll happen two or three times a year? Yeah. Well, I was going to say, like, if you're going to search for center back goals, try to also roster the guy who will send in that cross. Right. Or if you're not going to do that, pair him with a goalkeeper. So they're Coral. Right. And GPP. Right. Just don't take a random guy just to take him. Right. Although we do see that. Yeah. In the soccer yeah, all the time. You go look at your head to head in some ten dollar head to head. It's like like why 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 do you have why do you have Michael Keane? Well the like just for no apparent reason. The ones that get me are the when somebody paid like forty three hundred for a center back. Or forty seven hundred. I'm like, what are you doing? And then he scores. At least so. they're but they're typically they're not a heavily favored team, so I can understand I'd, the ones that I don't get are the ones where it's like like you could have played paid for a cheap fullback. Right. Like if if if, if uh, like Charlie Daniels is in and you're like no I'm I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take Ben Gibson right if he's even started right for Burnley or Cathcart I'm just gonna take Cathcart yeah like what are you doing <laughs> at least take Montoya he's a fullback I mean like at least he's a fullback I mean that I mean like you got other you got other people there yeah. But I did advanced analytics. His accurate pass rate is really high. No one knows about it. Yuck. Okay. Our favorite position, goalkeeper. Uh-huh. Which, groundbreaking new strategy this year. Ooh. Groundbreaking. Okay. Not really new. It's play whoever yeah. you want. <laughs> we all know it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's really bad. So... When I wrote this up, I was saying how with Hugo Lloris at fifty nine hundred, you're you're playing for the win and clean sheet and any saves on top of that, which are likely not to be that many, are just extra. And so I'm like, so you're paying fifty nine hundred for ten points, which obviously can go to five or zero fairly easily. But it's like if it was a midfielder and I was like, you have a 50% chance of getting 10 points on 5,900. Like you're probably considering that, but I'm not sure it's the, the right use of salary on this slate. That's correct. Because then if you're going to, you can be like, Oh, 5,900, 10 points. I'm fine with that. Just that I have to make sure that I get, uh, make sure I get anything out of Aaron Lennon at 3,800. I mean, like that's the problem. Right. Right. Or it's like, Oh, instead of playing Dina, I'm just going to play, uh, I'm going to play, Rico and Peters and hope I get more points. Like that's, that's the problem. Right. Right. I think it's much more likely that you're playing Heaton than Lurie's. And I'm not even saying that Heaton is optimal, but I think you're more likely to be in that range than to be in the top range. Sure. And I think that if you're going to play, uh, if, if you don't play like Boric. No. Or beg whoever starts. Like don't play Foster. 
Like the GPP, sure, but I'm saying at those prices, like find the 600, yeah. get get Larissa at least, because the, the the difference in odds for the I mean Tottenham are a minus 325 favorite, and the rest are, if they are a favorite, they're pick them right. So like the, these goalkeeper prices are just too much for them. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm just I'm hoping to God. I'm hoping. Okay. Maybe you have news. Maybe you know. I don't know because I haven't I haven't looked at it. I typically don't research goalkeepers. I hope to God I don't have forty eight hundred left in my goalkeeper slot, and this guy starts. Joe Hart. Yes. No way you play Joe Hart. You know what you do then? That's when Danny Ings moves into your cash lineup, <laughs> and you have Ings, you Ward Prowse, Bertrand, and uh, Che Adams. But do you think it's gonna be him or Pope? Pope. Okay. Pope, I don't mind playing. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Right. I think in, in GPP, maybe, I may, maybe, probably GPP. If Zaha's not in, Pickford's fine. Yeah. 4,900. I think he's fine even if Zaha's not in. They're all fine. I just think that, that, that Everton becomes a better, I mean, Crystal Palace just sucks without Zaha. Yeah. But I think you're more even likely going to be. Yeah. Right. I, I think the most likely goalkeeper that you're going to find in cash may be like Matt, Matt Ryan. Ryan. Yep. I agree. 4,200. Because it's not, you're going to be playing Tottenham players. So you probably don't want to play Heaton. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're playing Watford players, you're probably playing Holobus. And his floor doesn't rely on goals and assists. Mm-hmm. And you're probably not playing Dini. And even if you want to play Pereira at 4,800, at that price, like you can make enough points without scoring a goal. Yeah. With him. Yeah. That Matt Ryan, but also Matt Ryan. I mean, Watford could, could beat them three nothing. Yeah. Their second biggest favorite on the slate. Right. I think the the goalkeeper in that level with the highest upside could be Henderson. Yeah, I was just about to say that because that game is going to be much more open. Like Sheffield plays open and Bournemouth plays open, so that game Sheffield could win that game. And Henderson could have eight saves. Sure. You can say that about anything. I mean, you could like I, I know Everton may shoot more, but like I'm, I'd much rather play. Like I could play Henderson in a lineup with Frazier. I was just about to say that. Even in GPP, like even in GPP, like Frazier could have 19 points without a goal and an assist. Yeah. In a game that's open, that Sheffield win two nothing. Right. So I can I, it's not as correlative, but like I don't mind it as much. Yeah. Like I don't mind having Frazier in other lineups, and then not having him in this in a one lot GPP lineup and having Henderson. Same thing for Guay. I mean, Guayita could save a bunch of shots if uh, Crystal Palace does well sure. against Everton, because people, especially people, are going to be rostering Everton players. I think maybe the the worst goalkeeper in this range could be like Angus Gunn, a road goalkeeper against a team that doesn't, that doesn't create change, any chances. Yeah. Right, like that, like that's you get the worst of both worlds. Like I'd rather play Pope at that point. I mean, it, it, I mean, they're literally the same price. I think we've solidified that Gunn will be the highest scoring player on the slate. Right. And and obviously the biggest perk, if you're not a Roto-Wire subscriber, uh, which is only like four bucks a month, so I don't know why no one, you, you should obviously be doing it. You get all the <laughs> stats, you get all the everything, uh, is you get access to the Discord. Mm-hmm. This is the number one value. You should actually include it in the copy on the promo on the website. I think you're right about is that. Is that when you when you when you get Discord access and the soccer chat is is busy. Especially now that EPL is back and everything, mm-hmm. it's gonna be busy, especially during the slate, before the slate, during the week. Uh at around nine thirty, nine forty five, or so maybe a little bit before, uh, you find out what goalkeeper Andrew will be playing. Mm-hmm. And that's the one that everyone avoids. Yeah. What I think people aren't taking advantage of though is that they're only making sure that that's not their goalkeeper but they're not taking the next step to then build a GPP lineup stacking against that goalie ah that's the next step yeah. oh oh that's that's an advanced mm-hmm. it's, it's a, the advanced reverse mush <laughs> type of yeah exactly I didn't I never thought about leveraging I never thought about leveraging mm-hmm. your mushing mushiness yeah you're right. away too like much if we're not going to play that goalkeeper Right, if we're not going to get if, right, if you if 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 you're playing Matt Ryan, it's like, 
Like, I'm okay, I'm definitely not playing Matt Ryan, but why, like, why aren't I not playing a, like, Dini Pereira Holobus loan? Exactly. You're welcome. That's why you need, that's why you need to come to the Discord. That's right. Uh, if you are not a subscriber yet and would like to try the site out, which includes access to this Discord, go to rotowire.com slash soccer trial. You get 10 free days on the site. It gives you all the stats that we have, all of our articles, all of the tools, and the Discord. Um, it's 10 days, no credit card required. Uh, if you want to subscribe, like Jordan said, we have subscriptions that are down to 4 bucks a month. Um, and you get, I mean, you'll make that back immediately on my goalkeeper uh, selection. So um, head over to rotowire.com slash chat if you are a subscriber and have not joined the Discord. Um, we will be back next week to talk about more Premier League. That's all. That's what we do until the Champions League starts. And then we do both. So Jordan, thank you for all of that. And uh, good luck this weekend. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.